Hello, and welcome to The Midlife with Kimberly Sampson and Tracy Feldstein. If you're over 40 and under dead, you're in the right place. Hey there, I'm Kimberly Sampson, and welcome to The Midlife Podcast, where we discuss tools and strategies to turn your midlife crisis into your midlife transformation. Some of what you'll hear is from the recipe I use to get myself out of my own midlife funk. Some of what we'll discuss draws on my career in finance and banking and my experiences with entrepreneurship. All of it, my personal experience and my professional expertise are yours to help you design your next best chapter and thrive. We'll also have a special segment called Reinvented sprinkled in every few weeks. You'll hear from inspiring women who have changed course after 40, proving it's never too late to start something new. Join me. Welcome to episode 18 of The Midlife. Today we're going to talk about our bad habits. Notice I didn't say your bad habits, I said our bad habits. Don't think for one second that I have evolved completely past the point of having my own vices. I strive to be an example for you, but I'm totally a work in progress too. Let me warn you ahead of time, this episode is full of tough love. Staying away from the things we know are no good for us is incredibly difficult for most of us. As human beings, we are drawn to the dark side very easily. But with practice, you can become one of those people with superhuman willpower. I think the first thing we have to do is acknowledge that the bad habits are really just an expression of the bigger issues plaguing us. For women our age, I think our worst habits generally are food, alcohol, and screens. But isn't that just a manifestation of our boredom, lack of purpose, and lack of self-worth and self-esteem? How many times have you gone on a diet, started a new exercise routine, given up or reduced your wine only to quote-unquote fail? Is it any wonder? I say you were fixing only one side of the problem. So let's take these common vices and see if we can't get going in the right direction. First step, weight. I know, it's an unpleasant topic for a lot of women and it's one of the biggest battles that women face in midlife. Ugh, and it's so complicated, I kind of hate talking about it because I'm not a nutritionist and I'm not a doctor, but I have a theory about weight that I will share with you. Your weight has two components, the part you can control and the part you can't. Let's talk about the part you can't control. You have a body type that is genetically determined. That body type may not grace the cover of magazines, and so you've been made to feel like shit because you don't match up. Maybe you have wide hips, or no ass, or everything looks great except any excess fat gets deposited in your midsection. On top of that, let's talk about the weight gain after children are in menopause. That is a natural state of aging, changing hormones, and also genetic mapping. What the fuck do you want from your body? Whatever it is that you wish were different, I believe that 80% of that feature is out of your control. All you have to do is look at your mother, grandmother, sister, cousins, and see that in all likelihood, that's just the way your people get built. So let's start by getting over it. Now let's just be the healthiest, happiest body that your DNA composition can be. And that power resides in the other 20% that is within your control. Here's where the habits come in. Losing and maintaining a healthy weight are not rocket science and do not require a multi-billion dollar industry. It just requires that you love yourself enough to do the best for yourself. We have such a twisted relationship with food whereby we equate love with things that satisfy our primitive brain, that taste good, and that are comforting. You have to understand that fat and sugar fulfill a primitive biological function. 
Fat needs to be stored for the lean season, and sugar is quick energy so that you can defend yourself from predators and hunt kill. So life-sustaining elements like fat and sugar tell our monkey brains we are safe. That feels good. So we continue to eat those things. This goes for self-love too. We double down on ooey, gooey, salty, sweet goodness when we aren't feeling good so that we can feel better. Except we, hopefully, don't have any lean seasons and we don't burn calories staying alive and hunting. And yet we eat like winter is coming and the White Walkers are coming to kill us. Any Game of Thrones fans? If not, I'm sure you get the gist. More calories going in than being burned equals your 20%. So I know you're saying, yeah, and... I'll get to the solution in a moment because it's amazing and it solves a lot of problems all at once. Let's get to the booze and the mind-numbing entertainment screens out of the way. Women our age have become this pathetic meme about drinking excessive amounts of wine to cope with our lives. It actually makes me really sad because I know there's truth in it. But I want you to have a life that you don't want to numb yourself from. Now, I'm no Sandra D, and while I have cut out the daily need-to-wind-down drink, I do treat myself to an occasional mainline drip of bourbon. I love it while I'm drinking it. But does this happen to you when you have alcohol? I can't sleep. I get so horribly dehydrated, and then when I wake up in the morning, I look about 100 years older. My eyes are puffy, and my skin looks like shit. What's the point of that? And the hours we spend on screens. Do you ever take a look at the screen time function on your phone? What are you avoiding? I'll tell you. You're avoiding all the have-tos because you don't have enough want-tos. Back to that sense of purpose and boredom, right? All right, you're ready. Here's the winning combination to curb your bad habits and get you on the right road. There are three parts. First, I want you to build a habit replacement matrix. Simply make a list of your bad habits and then decide on instead-ofs. Here's an example. Instead of checking Facebook or Instagram, go take a five-minute walk. Or better yet, a 10-minute walk. You know you were going to burn through at least that amount of time. And then maybe the next time you're going to go zone out on your phone, you call a friend instead. Or clean out a drawer of your closet. You get the idea. Be creative. Now that doesn't mean you're not allowed to jump on social media at all. But do decide on a window of time that you will zone out and stick to it. Also, look at the environment that triggers your worst habits. Does sitting down to watch TV at night tell your brain it's time to scoop a bowl of ice cream? Oh wait, that's me. Two choices here. Change the trigger, don't sit down to watch TV, or change the reward. For me, TV time is cuddle times with the hubs and the little person. I know my brain is really just craving the ritual cause and effect, so I switched out the ice cream. Well, most nights. That brings me to my second tool. It's called I Am A Person Who. This takes some time, and it's an exercise you can continually add to. In our social media example, it would go something like this. I am a person who checks social media only twice a day and only for 10 minutes at a time. With eating, it may be, I'm a person who doesn't eat in front of the TV, or I'm a person who only has a glass of wine with meals, or only on Saturday nights. I'm not the police. You know who you are, and you know who you want to be. You can use this tool for any positive behavior you want to implement. I'm a person who drinks water, not soda. I'm a person who exercises three times a week. You incorporate the behaviors into the core of who you are, and you start to build a code for yourself and a set of values that defines you. The final tool I want to share with you is the break glass in case of emergency. The mantra is, that's not in my world. 
This is a critical tool for me because I have horrific food allergies and zero factory installed willpower. I forgot to mention that the nightly TV ice cream wasn't a weight issue for me. It was an asthma sinus trigger. Like how dumb is that? I knew it was going to make me sick, but I did it anyway out of habit. So now if my husband is scooping ice cream at night, he'll politely ask me if I want some. Of course I want the entire container. But all I have to say to myself is, that's not in my world. I know you're thinking that sounds crazy, but I dare you to try it when you want to say no to something. You'll be floored by how effectively it throws the switch in your head. I want to come back to weight because I know it's such a big issue for so many of you listening and show you how these three tools can work to help you curb the food choices you're making. I had a client who was a chronic fast food eater. Here's an example of how we implemented these tools for her. First, we made a habit replacement. Her matrix said, instead of eating fast food, I eat a salad with chicken. We actually came up with several possible meals that she would be willing to eat instead. Now she had a written guide to refer to. Next, we wrote several I am a person who statements like, I am a person who treats her body kindly. I am a person who knows that feeding my body nutritious food is critical to my mood and the way I look and the way I feel about the way I look. And finally, she used, fast food is not in my world and she was tempted to go get it or was around other people eating it. Realize that most bad habits and bad choices for that matter only satisfy a momentary desire. They are generally misaligned with your true goals and are counterintuitive to your mantra, I am a person who. The long-term consequences are usually undesirable. Chocolate cake for dessert every night? Delicious. Fat ass bursting out of jeans? Mm, Not so desirable. Using these strategies together, habit replacement, I am a person who, and not in my world, becomes an anchor for positive behavioral changes. When you take external actions and reframe them as parts of your personal code, you feel infinitely more powerful and in control of the choices you are making. Sticking with this coordination of activities will start to rewire your brain and the payoff and sense of accomplishment will be so fulfilling. Feeling bold and want to inspire someone else? Why not share one or more of your three strategies in the private Facebook group muddling through the midlife? Now back to the sense of purpose and boredom. You need to design your life in a way that brings a sense of fulfillment, fun, learning, and growth. If you are struggling to do that on your own, I invite you to join my email list so that you can hear about my new course, Midlife Reimagined. I've already sent out the first batch of registration emails for the informational webinar. While registrations for the webinar are unlimited, I am strictly limiting the course enrollments on a first-come, first-served basis. So if you want an invitation to the information session happening next Monday, September 21st, head to my website, www.themidlife.co, and subscribe to my email list today. You can even just email me at Kimberly at themidlife.co, and I'll send you back the link to register. And if you're already on my email list and you haven't registered, why are you waiting? You might as well come listen to what I've got to say and see if this isn't just exactly what you need to get unstuck. I'll just leave you with this today. As I've mentioned before, I started homeschooling my third grader. It's a long story, but it turns out this poor little guy was feeling very inadequate in school. In an effort to pump him up and rewire his brain to believe that he is capable of learning anything, I started printing quotes for him to read every day. I also send a weekly email to the hubs and the big boys, Not sure they're quite as appreciative of the cheerleading, but whatever. One I chose this week seems very appropriate for our discussion today. 
Eleanor Roosevelt said, I am who I am today because of the choices I made yesterday. So in honor of the person you want to be tomorrow, make the right choices today for yourself, no one else. You're the only one you answer to and you're worth meeting high expectations that you set for yourself. Thanks for listening. I really appreciate that you take the time to be here. I am totally shocked and grateful for how fast this podcast has grown and the incredible feedback I've been getting. Please keep those ratings and reviews coming. Besides the fact that I adore the praise, I mean, let's be honest, we all need positive reinforcement. I know that good reviews catch people's eye and they are more likely to listen and therefore hear something that may improve their life. So yes, in addition to scratches behind the ear and choruses of good girl, I really am in it to help you live your next best chapter. Join me next week when I talk about a key element of success, no matter what you do, and the number one secret of how to do it right.